Lord, since long, long ago, innumerable times, I have thought of your face. Especially since coming to this country, I've done so tens of times. When I was hiding in the mountains of Tomogi, when I crossed over the little ship, when I wandered into the mountains, when I lay in prison at night, whenever I prayed, your face appeared before me. When I was alone, I thought of your face imparting a blessing. When I was captured, your face, as it appeared, when you carried your cross, gave me life. This face is deeply ingrained in my soul. The most beautiful, the most precious thing in the world has been living in my heart. And now, with this foot, I'm going to trample on it. podcast my name is will and i'm with eric hey father, eric. father ferreira father aka father ferreira how AKA we doing father rodriguez well former father now f-rod baby f-rod yeah i like that it's clever yeah thank you so today we are talking about the new film silence directed by martin scorsese and the eponymous uh source material written by shusaku endo yeah uh we're going to be given some notes um so the novel written by shusaku endo published in 1966 in japanese uh, was translated to English in 1969. It won the Tanizaki Prize, Japan's most sought-after literary prize in 1966. The film, obviously, is directed by Martin Scorsese, stars Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, uh, as well as Liam Neeson. Uh, and the budget was $40 million, and the box office so far as of today, in its January 28th, uh, was only $11.3 million. That's not a lot, is it, Will? That's not a lot. Well, it's a lot for maybe us. If we were to have that much I have money. $11 million. You have $11 million? I have more than $11 million. <laughs> I don't have $11 million. Yeah. Can I get some of your money? No, I'm, it's all, I put it all towards silence, and now... <laughs> now I'm, you lost I'm, it. I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> so today, uh, on the episode, we're going to be talking about some themes with you guys. Uh, those are including faith, suffering, torture, using silence as a filmmaking technique, and the Oscar problem and why we think this film didn't make the cut. But, but wait, but this is going to be a funny episode, right? It's not, we're just not talking about, like, God and, and, like, hanging people upside down. No, this is depressing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might I cry. Wanted, yeah. I'm, I already cried beforehand. Okay. So I got my crying out of the way. So if you want to I cry, haven't cried yet, so I'm going to... We didn't have... We don't have tissues here, so... It's okay. I just use my shirt. Yeah, just use your shirt as yeah. a tissue. Okay. But if you guys listening, if you don't like depressing topics, then you might want to... We'll try to make it as light and hearted as possible. With... Uh, a little quiz I oh, made for you, Eric. Okay. Uh, this seems to be a recurring theme, but I think I'm going to stump you with this one. Yeah, doubt it. You ready to do it? Let's do it. Okay, question number one. Name three of the five, three of five of Scorsese's best reviews, reviewed films per Rotten Tomatoes. So you just need three of the five. Three of his best reviewed films on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, based on the tomato meter. So I get five guesses and you're going to ding me if I'm wrong? Yeah. Okay. If you get three, you win. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Taxi Driver. That's one. I'm going to say Raging Bull. That's two. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit, uh, this wasn't a very good question. And then, 
dollars. All right, damn. What's up? Three, three, three. Can you name? Was that one, two, and three? Uh, no, not no, almost. Did I get one? Well, they're kind of no. Or you did get one. Taxi driver is ninety nine. Would you say Raging Bull ninety seven, Goodfellas ninety seven? But these two other films are rated better than those. The last two, Raging Bull and Goodfellas. Are they? They're not documentaries. They're like actual movies. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Like I don't want to guess the departed, but I feel like I should have just guessed the departed, so I'm gonna guess the departed. Eh. Okay. Um Mean Streets. Yes. Um and then Kings of Comedy. Ooh, no. Rupert Pupkin. Eh. Okay. You ain't gonna guess this last one. What is it? The Last Waltz. Oh. Never heard of it until today. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Alright. Good shit. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I was going to be cursing on the episode. Just Dang it, way. well. <laughs> My bad. Um, Burn our explicit ratings once again. What's up? Question number two. Andrew Garfield has citizenships to two countries. Can you name them? America. USA. Yeah. Okay. And he's... Is he... I think he's British. I'm say England. Okay. All right. Well done. <laughs> Spider-Man. Do you know where he was born? This is a side question. Manchester, by the sea. No, oh my with god! Casey Affleck. <laughs> yes. No, he wasn't. He was born in LA County, so he's coming home. But he's born in America. Yeah. Oh. So how did you? You knew he was American. I thought he was British. He is British. I Why thought was he, he was just British. I didn't realize he was American too. Oh, okay. I thought he. Would you guess America. I know. I, I assumed since you worked here that he oh. has citizenship to like. I didn't think of that. But maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you don't need it to be. You probably don't need. No, it to you be wouldn't. I don't think you would need it. Uh, but yeah, he was born in LA County and lived here for three years and then moved to England. What and then he's the prodigal son. Stud. He's coming home. What a stud. <laughs> he was meant to be a Hollywood star. Yeah. Okay, well, two for two so far. <laughs> um, okay, question three. This is going to be tougher. So what Leonardo DiCaprio film is also Adam Driver's first film credit? I'm going to give you three options. Okay. You have to choose. Ready? Revolutionary Road, J. Edgar, Great Gatsby. I've seen The Great Gatsby, and I've seen uh, J. Edgar. I've, what was the first one? Revolutionary Road. I've not seen that one. So my gut says, like, because I, I haven't seen Revolutionary Road, to assume that he's in that one. But he very well could have been in those two movies, and I just didn't know who he was. So I was like, who's this, like, beautiful... <laughs> bushy-haired kid. Mm -hmm. But he was in the military. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Revolutionary Road. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to go with my guy. Eh. J. Edgar. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who he is. He's like something Lyles. He's just part of the bureaucracy. Yeah. Drain the swamp, man. Drain the, <laughs> drain the swamp. Okay, sorry. Two for one. Right. I'm sorry, two for three. Excuse for me. Three. Um, okay, over under... Martin Scorsese has six Academy Award nominations for Best Director in his career. Over under six. Mm -hmm. So he won for The Departed. And then I think he was nominated for Hugo in 2011 or 12. I, I would assume he was probably nominated for Goodfellas and Taxi Driver. I'm going to go under. Eh. 
over. Mm. He has eight nominations. So the next this leads into the next question. So Scorsese has won just one Oscar, Best Director for The Departed. For which other films has he received this nomination? So there's eight total, including The Departed. Can you name the other seven? Probably not. So Hugo. That's um, two. That's Departed. two. The Departed. Padded. Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. Oh, wait. No Raging Bull? No Taxi Driver. No Taxi Driver, excuse me. Raging Bull, though. That's four. So no... No Raging Bull. No Raging Bull, no, ta- no Taxi Driver. Oh, no Taxi Driver. driver. Yeah. Um, what about The Last Temptation of Christ? Yep. Three more. I'm trying to think, like, what else he did recently. Shutter Island, but I feel like he wouldn't have been nominated for Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, The Aviator? Mm. If you pull this out, it would be really good. So that's six? You know these other two films. I said Goodfellas. Can I keep saying Goodfellas? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep saying it, but I'm not going to count it. You want me to give you hints? You give me like small hints. Leo. They're both Leo movies. Did I? Is it? Oh my god! I hope it's not Shutter Island. <laughs> what else did he's been in? Like five Scorsese movies, right? Something like that. What's, did he just do? Well, he just did The Revenant. Oh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Seven. One more. Come on, baby. It, Pull it out. You guys, it. it's shut right out? here. Is it shut it's out? Not shut <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Sorry, this, shouldn't have used that. It's a PG first. show, baby. You know this. Are you gonna kill yourself? Do you want me to give you another hint? He didn't do what's eating Gilbert Grape. He didn't do that movie. <laughs> uh, give me a. Oh, don't give me a date. Cause is it the two thousands? Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you, like, a different hint? Sure. Like, who else is in it? It's going to be an obscure person, but I think you might know. Okay. Cameron Diaz. Oh, it's, um... Gangs of New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> good shit. Yeah, it's good. You got him. All right. A little help, but you got A little him. help from my friends. <laughs> so you got four, or three of five. There you go. Pass. What's that? Pass Pass fit. 60%. <laughs> That's a D, baby. All right, it so... Ain't, it ain't an F. <laughs> All right, so that's the quiz. Um, good shit. These are fun. These are fun quizzes. Yeah. So let's let's hop into some of the uh, the sad stuff. The sad stuff. Okay. So silence. What's it all about? Just the absence of talking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't it? A, it's a nonfiction book about like not speaking. Yeah. Okay. And just listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so two priests, fathers Rodriguez and Garupe, played mm-hmm. by. Um, Garfield and Driver, respectively. In I think this it's said in the 17th century. They're mm-hmm. in Portugal and receive a letter from a father, Ferreira, played by Liam Neeson, who is a missionary in Japan mm-hmm. in a time where Christianity was often... Or like Christian missionaries in Japan were often persecuted and tortured um, because the you know governor at the time was very anti um Christianity. Mm-hmm. So they receive this letter and they realize they need to go and find him mm-hmm. because the rumor, and that's what they call it, 
um, is that Father Ferreira has apostatized. Nice. Um, thank you. I've been working on that. Good pronunciation. Working on that pronunciation. <laughs> um, he's apostatized and stepped on a, a figure of Christ, thereby renouncing his ties to the Christian church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the two priests, the two Portuguese priests decide they want to go to Japan, find Father Ferreira, realize that these rumors are false. And um, I guess they want to, I don't know if they want to bring him home or if they just want to find him and, and find out what's happened for themselves. Yeah. I don't really know. That's, they just want to find out what happened to him. Yeah. So that's what sets the plot in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, they go from Portugal to Macau, Mm-hmm. Think of the Philippines, yeah, and then pop over to Japan with the help of um, a character named Kichi- say his name? Kichichiro. Kichichiro. I think so. I think that's right. Yeah, um, who is from Japan but is a drunk and is washed up in the Philippines mm-hmm. and can't seem to get home himself because mm-hmm. he's too drunk and yeah broke. Um, so when they enter Japan, they're in kind of constant danger. Um, of being captured and tortured and, and, you know, being found out. And Mm -hmm. so they're, you know, kept in hiding by Japanese Christians Mm -hmm. um, while they can learn more about the country and learn more about Father Ferreira's whereabouts. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's the story. Um, There's a lot of stuff that goes on afterwards. Um, By the way, there's going to be some spoilers just to let you guys know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. By the way, uh, you know who was attached? This is going to be a question a question, question for the quiz, but do you know who was attached to this one before? Garfield and Driver? Yes. Uh, I looked this up. Was, oh, you did? It was Daniel Day-Lewis, right? And uh, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro, yeah. yeah. Of Entourage fame. Uh, and, <laughs> of Entourage fame. As well as Gail, or Gael Garcia Bernal and Ken Watanabe. Uh, but they all dropped out. Anyways. Um, so there's a lot of themes, a lot of themes to talk about in this, in this story. Um, the main arching one is faith. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it because the, the faith is thrown about in a lot of different ways in this film with the, basically the peasants of Japan who are, who are Christian. Yeah. Um, basically the farmers, the hidden Christians. Yeah. Yeah. They're farmers. They're, they're people on the line. They don't like, they don't earn a lot of money. Uh They're just, they're just hard workers. Um, most of them are are Christian, it it appears. Um, and their faith is, is incredibly strong when they arrive, they realize. Um, and it's funny because it seems that their faith is almost stronger than the father's faith. uh, father's faith at times. Mm. Um, and I wonder what you thought about that. Why, why do you think these Christian Japanese Christians faith is so much stronger than, um, say Garfield's and, uh, Garfield's and Garupe's. I wonder if it's because their understanding of faith is, you know, when you die, you reach paradise. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what they say in the film is like, you know, paradisio. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's right. When, you know, paradise, that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a farmer or a peasant, like that's very alluring mm. because your, your life really is shit. Yeah. Right. Like they mm. live in this like murky, it's not like swampy, but it's like murky kind of like nasty village, mm-hmm. um, you know, straw huts kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're, you know, fathers from Portugal, 
like you saw where their church was is like this ornate yeah. marble building so i think like paradise for someone poor and destitute is way more you know like you want tempting. you want that yeah mm-hmm. it's way, it's way more it's tempting but it's like to get there you have to just believe mm-hmm. whereas like if you're already kind of okay maybe you don't have to believe as hard yeah true that's a good point. um that was my thoughts that. yeah no it's definitely very interesting because there was a scene where they they first come to japan and they go to tomogi and the christians the japanese christians are, are hiding them mm-hmm. and they bring them into their um, village into one of the huts and they give them some food and yeah, all of a sudden yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver's characters Rodriguez and Garupe start like shoveling the food down their throat yeah. and <laughs> and the Japanese Christians are like begin to pray they say grace they say grace excuse yeah. me and, and then and then obviously Garfield and um, Driver like spit, spit out, out their food yeah. um, it's just like stuff like that you could tell it was just like obviously these Portuguese characters have never been has never like had any like real rough times this is probably like the roughest yeah. that they've ever had it. So they're not used to these conditions. So they kind of, all of their like morals and faith kind of take a back seat to sort of like survival and like comfortability. Yeah. And also too, they, I think, and you get this in the book, especially they look down upon the Japanese Christians. Like mm-hmm. they're like every single time in the book, they talk about Kichichiro. Mm-hmm. They, he makes, um, father Rodriguez makes a statement. That's like, and he looks like a dog. Mm, yeah. Like every single time he brings him up, he's like, I, you know, I can see the face of a dog. In him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you're comparing another human being to, to an animal. Yeah. So it's like you, you know, you think Looked you're better than these people right. because I guess, A, you're a priest and mm-hmm. B, you know, you come from Europe and like the, yeah. being a missionary in general is to like impart your beliefs on a different people mm-hmm. that you think could without knowing a lot about them, you think could benefit, you know, uh, how you've benefited from it. Basically. Yeah. Without understanding like the area, mm-hmm. which is kind of why this movie and story exists mm-hmm. because like, there's a reason why Christianity doesn't work in Japan. Yeah. It's, it's a swamp. Yeah. It's a swamp. But a, a lot of what his journey is, is a realization like how Japan works. Mm, that's you know? true. He comes here and he is very ignorant to the land and the people, um, and just believes he, he's like he's he is very deeply religious, mm-hmm. um, and he imparts those beliefs often. Mm-hmm. But I think he realizes, like you know, they they don't believe the same way he does. He has a hard time like understanding why nobody else would accept his faith. Yeah, like why they think of it in a different way. Because he's lived it his entire life. Yeah. But it's just a different, just different perspectives, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to bring up Kichijiro. Kichijiro. Mm. Kichijiro. Um, did you get the sense in the book that he was a lot more hated and despised than he was in the film? Yeah. Yeah. I got that impression too. In the film, he's, there's like a much, there's a lot less of him. Mm-hmm. And he still shows up a lot, but it's, not as well explained. That's, yeah. Like, he, yeah, when they just bump into each other when, in the hills of uh, Nagasaki. Yeah, when he's, when he's... And he thought he was following him or whatever. Yeah. That happens in the book. That happens like, in the book. Yeah. It makes more sense in the book. Mm-hmm. 
than it does in the film. Yeah, in the film. But I thought it was interesting because they made him a lot more uh, in the film. They made Kichijiro a lot more like liked uh, by liked. people, he was and people around. felt for him mm. because of the story of his family. You kind of understood, okay, well, this guy obviously has gone through a traumatic experience. Was that in the book, by the way? Yeah, it was okay. I must have forgotten about that, but um, yeah, you. I don't know what it is, but he was a lot more. I want to say I felt more compassion for him in the film than I did in the book. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought he was like a like a seething rat when I read it. So why do you think that is? Maybe seeing it visually and like an actor's portrayal, but like when I read it and I'm getting the perspective from the Rodriguez and like and the other um, priests, <clears throat> um, I'm getting their perspective on it. But instead, I'm getting a much more neutral perspective when I'm seeing it from the film. That's true. It's not so, through the lens of Father Rodriguez. Like, they never call him a dog, right? Yeah. Nobody's yeah. ever like, oh, he looks like a dog. Yeah. He's just kind of like, you know, unkempt. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. smells bad. Right. Because he says that. He's like, I know I stink. Mm-hmm. I stink of sin. Stink of sin. That's true. He did say that. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just thought he's a, he's such an interesting character in this film. And he he's a, basically, a, he's a plot driver. For a lot of it. He basically determines where Rodriguez and Group A go a lot of the time. Um, like, he brings them to Japan, right? And he also gets uh, Rodriguez in trouble, and he gets him captured as well. Yeah, he sells him out because mm-hmm. he wants the money. And he's so, uh, like, diametrical. So he's, what's the word I'm trying to say? He, he's very, like, so at one point... He feeds him, and then the very next scene, he, like, sells him for 300 silver coins. Yeah. And the next time we see him, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't take the money. Like, I want to confess to you. It's like he's almost sinning on purpose because he wants to confess and prove that he's a real Christian. Yeah. It's weird. It's, yeah. So, he he doesn't act, the way, his actions don't meet his, like, what he says. Yeah. And it's hard to tell what his motivations are mm-hmm. because yeah. it's always different mm-hmm. each time. Yeah, I think his his true motivation, his like end goal, is to be like a good Christian and to reach paradise, obviously, eventually. But he has like these <clears throat> uh, like impulses yeah. that take him different directions <laughs> that he can't control. Like he, like he he sells them out and he feels so bad about it. He just has to confess he gets himself captured to be in the same cell as yeah. uh, he just, like, Rodriguez. Runs, in, runs into the prison. Runs into the prison. Yeah. And they lock him up, obviously. Yeah. And then he uh, confesses and stuff. But it's... He might have been, like, my favorite character. Just because he was so, like... Kind of unpredictable. Very unpredictable. And just, I don't know. You, Contradiction you, is what the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Very, like, his actions are very contradictory. contradictory. Yeah, for sure. Um... But yeah, so he was interesting. Um, let's see. So faith. What about suffering? Well, so towards faith and suffering, I think those are obviously like very related mm-hmm. because of Christ, right? Like as a figure, uh, you know, on the cross, he suffered for all of men, mm. and a lot of what um, Andrew Garfield's character goes through is this. I get you call it a crisis of faith, right? Like he. Is in Japan and he sees all this suffering at the hands of the government towards these hidden Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, they pray, right? And 
they hear nothing back. Mm. This is why it's called silence, right? Because you you know God is silent mm-hmm. during all of this suffering. Yep. Um, and it's hard to understand for the Father what God's plan is and what His purpose is. Yeah, and so it results in Him being confused. It results mm-hmm. in like a great deal of confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like this is where we get to the end a little bit where he has that like breakthrough where he, where he steps on that to me or yeah because Before. so he understand so Andrew Garfield gets captured like halfway through the book in the movie yeah I would um, say so and the purpose of his capture is to make him step on the fumi mm-hmm. right to like denounce. what father ferrera does yeah to denounce his ties to the catholic church to the christian christianity mm-hmm. um i keep saying catholic but it's different yeah so. it's, <laughs> i Sorry. get confused too <laughs> um right so th- they don't want to kill him mm-hmm. to make him a martyr because that would inspire more christians to believe like that much deeper right? yeah so he is the last priest in japan and they want him to renounce the religion because that's going to be more Sever effective. all ties. Yeah, it's going to be more effective to driving out Christianity than mm-hmm. killing him would be. Right. Um, and it's his, like, unwillingness to do that that results in so many Japanese Christians being tortured and killed. And then eventually... And beheaded his... by samurai. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then his... Uh, prison. And then his, uh, obviously, his partner, partner in crime. Garupe. Garupe dies trying to save he was so yeah let's talk about this because they're kind of it's kind of like the 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 two priests who are alive in japan like acting priests um and it's their what happens to them is so different yeah because or at least like when it happens is so different Mm -hmm. because when they they capture andrew garfield i guess first probably i think so and they set it up so that he watches um Garupe, like he watches Garupe watch a like mass murder. Right. The the Japanese Christians are captured, and they're wrapped up in these like straw straw, straw things mats. to keep them from wriggling out. Yeah. They're taken out to sea. I think they're also heavy, so if they yeah. get wet, they like sink. Yeah. So then they're taken out to sea, and they're thrown overboard the boat, and they're like pushed down mm. by a, a guy with like a stick to drown. And as um, Groupe's character is seeing this. He's going crazy. He's screaming, and he obviously he looks like he's been through hell. He has emaciated. Like, emaciated. There shout you out, go. Shout out to our roommate who didn't know that was a word. <laughs> shout out Charlie Wagers. Yeah. Um, but he and then he he tries to swim out there uh-huh. and save them. And as he gets there, he's basically exhausted and he is pushed down and he's, he drowns. And then obviously. Um, Rodriguez is witnessing the whole thing and he can't do anything. Yeah. It's, a, it was kind of crazy. Like the Japanese is kind of a, they're kind of fucked up. Like they set up like a whole intricate, like viewing party. Yeah. For this. They had like a four, four seats, like a, like a background uh, for whatever. I don't really know why, but it was like a, a, <laughs> a hell of a production Yeah, um, for them to, him to witness this. And obviously he goes crazy. Um, and it's the, probably the worst thing for him is, um, because when, uh, I can't remember what the, the, the translator's name was, but, um, he told Rodriguez that they had told 
group A that he had defected. Yeah. Apostatize. So, apostatize. And so the worst thing for Garfield's character is like group A dies thinking that Rodriguez defected. That's yeah. probably his biggest, like, it's definitely a turning point for his character. Yeah. Because in like, he's captured and he's in the prison for a while. And then he's taken to see this like spectacle, which mm-hmm. is, so that the, that whole spectacle is weird too because they're both on the beach. They're just like further up the beach. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was Andrew Garfield, I'd be like, "Yo, like, why is there like a giant white, like, yeah, elaborate tent set up with like chairs and there's like people over there? Like, yeah. what's what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> why is one of them white? Like, is right. that is that the guy that like is that my is that my friend? Yeah, yeah. Um, does he want to? Does he want to hang out? Or? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But so but before he Andrew Garfield's character sees this, like he. I think he gives mass, or he like still holds confessions in the prison. Yeah. Um, and after he sees it, he's just like, you know, done. Mm-hmm. Kind of. He yeah. is quiet and very like in his own head. You and you get the sense that he doesn't really want to be a priest anymore because each time, uh, was it Kichichiro? wants to confess he's like all right come on gives like the little like hand wave like all right yeah. let's, let's just get this over with yeah, yeah and he's kind of just like done yeah he doesn't like see any point to it anymore really because it's not helping anything so yeah and so let's transition to this to the end right mm-hmm. so after he sees this like drowning spectacle um and he kind of changes as a person he becomes much his faith like weakens mm-hmm. um and he questions God's silence, as yep. he does, like, often. Mm-hmm. They set up a meeting with Father Ferreira, who's now no longer called Father Ferreira. He's given he's a, a Japanese, Japanese name. Um, a Japanese wife. Japanese wife. Japanese kids. children. Um, just to talk to Andrew Garfield. Like, the, the purpose of this conversation is to get him to apostatize again mm-hmm. by showing Andrew Garfield, like, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, he's apostatized. But he still like provides worth, and his life still has meaning, mm-hmm. even though he he's like an academic now. Father right. Ferrer becomes an academic, um, and it it kind of reinvigorates Andrew Garfield a little bit. Yeah, he thinks that um, Father Ferrer is kind of a disgrace. Yeah, um, for so easily he thinks so easily giving up his religion, um, and he said he calls him a disgrace to his face. And, it's kind of like a... You want to disgrace. Yeah. It's kind of just a... It's a weird conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's just like... It's like one of the... It's one of the many steps on his path to apostatizing mm-hmm. at the very end. Yeah. And it's an interesting conversation they have, too, because... Maybe it's this one and maybe it's the second one they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you think of Christ, you think of the man... I guess he's not a man. He's kind of more of... More than a man, mm-hmm. but he's he suffers for all of humanity, mm-hmm. and that's not what's happening mm-hmm. for Andrew Garfield's character. Like the people of Japan are suffering, right? Um, and while this is happening, Christ stays silent. Yep. Um, so to the very end, yeah. When he tells him to step on the fumi, yeah. So he finally hears God's voice. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing too because. Father Ferreira, former Father Ferreira, FFF. Um, <laughs> Triple F. You know, it's like, you think that there are Christians in Japan, mm-hmm. but there really aren't. Like, you, you know, 
when they talk about Deus, they're not talking about God. They're talking about the Son. Right. Like that's their word for the Son. The Son. The Son of God. Deusa. Yeah. Son of God is the actual floating orb. Right. Yeah. So what you think is Christian, like, is really this like hybrid religion. Mm-hmm. I think you see that they kind of set that up early in the film too, when they like first meet Mokichi and some of the other christians mm-hmm. um and they say this word that's like can you help us do this and they're like what what, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about i don't understand what you're saying mm-hmm. and they're like you're i bet you're a priest like right, right you right. should know what this is I'm like, yeah what uh, <laughs> um so it's like yeah they, they their brand yeah. of christian like it's a little it's bit not, different yeah there's some lot there's some things that are lost in translation with uh shout out bill murray Shout out, Bill. Murray. Yeah, <laughs> between the two. Yeah, but yeah. So the suffering is like a big aspect. I wanted to get your thoughts on the similarities between um, Rodriguez and like Christ. So he, there's a lot of similarities between the two stories, but also like there's obviously there's obviously a lot of sim- symbology on the film, like rightfully so. But I thought Garfield's character Rodriguez was like trying to be Christ. Like he, like he's like a modern day Christ, just to, like the way he looks, the way he acts. Like he even, in, he's looking at one point, he's like going kind of crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. I think cause he hasn't eaten or something, but he's looking in this pond or this puddle of water and he sees Christ's image in his face. Yeah. So he kind of like thinks this is God speaking to me that I am Christ. Yeah. That I am whatever his son. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and obviously he's got the great flow, great hair. It's unbelievable. I don't know who, what conditioning product he used, but you should, you should let me know what that is. Yeah, we talked about this as soon as we came out of the movie. Yeah. Like the hair is like it's, tremendous. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know how he does that. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know if it's a wig or if it's just like natural. I hope not. So good. Um, yeah. Man bone Andrew Garfield is definitely the best Andrew Garfield. He's really the only Andrew Garfield there should be. Yeah. <laughs> But, Otherwise, without the bun, he kind of looks like Zigzag from Holes. Oh my god. You know, with like the crazy, like all over the place. Yeah. Well. There you go. Shout out Holes. Shout out Holes. Shout episode out. whatever. Season yeah. one, episode two. Two or three. Two or three. Shout out Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're right. He um, he definitely sees similarities in his story to the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because Chichiro to him is Judas. Yeah. Like he's the one. And he says it often in the book, like what you will do, do quickly. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're going to betray me. Just, like, do it fast. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned he sees the face of Christ, like, three or four times in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he sees him reflected in the water, but then he, there's also, like, it cuts to black, and we just see, like... Just the image. The image of Christ mm-hmm. and Andrew Garfield's, like, voiceover. Yeah. Um, like, he kind of, like, fantasizes about it. Yeah. So I think what happens is that he realizes that he's not well at the very end right because what what's the difference christ actually died for his his yeah. beliefs and rodriguez gave him up to to, to live well so uh, well maybe then it is similar because christ ends the point of christ is to like end suffering and andrew garfield for steps it. on the fumi to end the suffering of like the five japanese christians who are being hung upside down yeah to bleed out that's true but so he andrew garfield like wrestles with this question of 
do I give up my standing in the Catholic Church to help these people, or is it is it better to like keep my faith and like keep the fight going? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of it, like, will the teachings of Christianity like benefit more people than it hurts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he realizes no, like basically uh, Liam Neeson and Father Ferreira is like, what would Jesus do? Right. Like he would yeah. step on this because there are five people who are going to die if you don't. But do what he though? That's, I think he, that's, I think Andrew Garfield decides that he would. He, and that's yeah. Why he does it. Yeah. I don't know. I think like he, Garfield's character suffers either way. So he suffers if he steps on the Fumi and denounces Christianity or he suffers by having these, uh, if he doesn't step on it and having these people die, but it's a selfish suffering, right? So to he, not step on it is selfish. But to also, even to step on it is selfish as well because he's feeling, he's suffering for these, these other people are suffering, mm-hmm. but he's suffering, he's feeling the guilt of that as well. So it's, it's kind of like a... But so that's it, what I mean, to, him, to step on it, it would be like a renunciation of his selfishness. Because he's giving up what, like, what's important to him mm-hmm. to save five people. Yeah. Do you think he's, he's better than Christ? <laughs> Um, well, so, I mean, this, my reading of it is that he, he's, he is inherently selfish, but he decides at the end, like the, the way the Christian thing to do is to like renounce his standing in the Catholic church Mm -hmm. to actually save lives. Because it's not like he's renouncing his faith. He's just renouncing his relationship to the church and his like being a priest. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why he does it. You could have a different reading. What is your reading? Well, I, I just I just compare him to Christ and the fact that like Christ literally died, like believing in what he believed in, um, and in not tearing himself away from anything. He died with his morals intact, but Garfield's character didn't die for anything. I don't know what's more what's more honorable because he he still suffered after after he stepped on the Fumi and denounced Christianity because he was still, he still felt guilt, but he survived, right? Yeah. Like they, they would have, if he had continued to stick with Christianity, would they have continued to kill these innocent people? Like there would have been. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I don't know enough about religion to have like a really good conversation to this, mm-hmm. but um, my understanding is that Christ is more than a man. Mm-hmm. So like Andrew Garfield like he's just a guy mm-hmm. so like to die like he would actually he, you know in his mind he goes to paradise mm-hmm. but Christ like dies to return back to life yeah so there's a little bit there's like a little difference there mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know it's up for a debate yeah but it's just a, it's an interesting question it's an interesting interesting similarities between the two and interesting differences um, but so let's transition. So using silence as a filmmaking technique, what do we think about that? I think it's very effective. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when films do this because it's just like, there can be just too much noise at times and filmmaking is such a, it's image driven. It's image driven, right? Yeah. And you don't need sound all the time. You don't, you just don't need it. You just like a painting doesn't need audio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love it when, uh, when filmmakers do this, but I thought it worked really well in silence because 
obviously. It's called silence. It's called silence. But so, yes, I totally agree with you. And it's, and it's interesting because it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, silence, you know, there is silence and then there's like natural sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a lot of like water running over rocks. You get a lot of like the buzzing of insects. You get a lot of like the wind. Mm-hmm. But you also get a lot of moans and groans of people suffering Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because like those are horrible sounds but they're also life sounds natural so but like imagine the the opposite of that moaning is nothing which like represents death Mm -hmm. so if those people who are groaning and moaning were to suddenly like be quiet Mm -hmm. like then they were dead interesting so, yeah. like, at one point, like, you know, that silence is a bad thing. Yeah. So is he trying to battle silence? Is he trying to get away from it? If it represents death? Yeah, I mean, it represents... It represents it's... non-life. Yeah. And it represents, for him, also confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, because if God doesn't talk to him, like, he doesn't know the plan. Yeah. So, there's mm-hmm. that. And I think there's also a lot of, uh, this is kind of different from silence, but there's a lot of like smoke and mist and like rain and clouds. Mm-hmm. And it's represents, I think like just a more confusion, like, like haziness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, you can't see well through the clouds. Right. Exactly. So you can't like see that. well into, you know, yeah. the master plan of, yeah. Yeah. Of what God's, whatever God's plan. Yeah. Interesting. I don't have anything to add. I think you just nailed it. So, you want to talk about Oscars? Yes, I think this is the big conversation. Yeah, I'm heated about it. I'm pretty upset. All right, because it should have been nominated for a lot more. It should have been nominated for so anything. I mean, just anything. Just add anything else, or you know, add to cinematography for sure. Yeah, great. Got so it got one nomination. Best cinematography. Best cinematography. Which and is that dope. was it. I mean, it's, tight. it's a dope. It's a dope shot movie. It's a dope, dope um, shot film. So, I think the what I want to ask you before we like jump into this too hard. What do you think the point of the Oscars is? Is it to to like to pick films, just like to celebrate films from twenty sixteen? Is it to like identify films that are going to be significant like twenty years from now? Um, I don't think so now. I think the original. I would. I would hope that the original uh, purpose of the Oscars, when it first came about, was to celebrate the best films of the year, just simply the best films. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I think it's that the definition of best film has changed. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with box office buzz. And obviously they're going to nominate politics and and they're going to nominate films that people have seen. They're not going to nominate films that people haven't really seen um, or that people haven't heard about because they want people to view the Oscars, right? They want viewership and that's why they get the money from ABC. Yeah. That's, you know, so they're not going to put up like silence. I I mean, silence hasn't been, it fits your argument though, right? Mm -hmm. You know, not widely seen. Not widely seen. Um, And it, I can't imagine why it was released so late and it had no buzz. Like the Paramount, the studio didn't 
give it hardly any sort of marketing. There are a couple of trailers. The first trailer I read was released on November 22nd. How late is that? That's like already midway through Oscar season, you know? I feel like the the studio kind of fudged that one up. Unless, like, Scorsese was still editing working. until November 21st, you know? Yeah, I mean, that could, have been. that could have been a case. I, think, I mean, they give... So to be nominated for the Oscars, you just have to have your movie play in a theater before, like, before the 31st? I think the 1st. Or, yeah, before yeah. the December before the, before the year turns over. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, 6,800... Almost seven thousand people who vote on like who are in the academy mm. voting block. Mm-hmm. Just like you could pass out screeners to these people, you know, you yeah. can get them to watch it. Obviously, it's a, I think it's a hard sell. Like you want to watch a two-hour, forty-minute movie on like suffering and faith. But this is like the prototypical, at least it was the prototypical Oscar film: Dances with Wolves, like Gladiator, similar to this, like Braveheart. These are all like. The narrative, you know what I mean? the narrative for this movie as an Oscar movie is like it's, amazing. Yeah, it's a, such Oscar movie. You want like the best living director yeah. to like release a movie that he's been working on for thirty years, starring you like up and comers, two up and comers, and like a but well regarded, regarded like movie star. Yeah, who's I think he I don't know if he's won Oscar. Least, I think he might. He's been nominated. Yeah. Um, it's like what more could you want? Yeah. You know, it's a it's a yeah. It's, I'm just yeah, so confused and frustrated. I, I, mean, I don't so know. This is why I made the bet on, you know, it yeah. was the best picture, like, in whenever, it was, it was October, October or, November, or something, yeah. It's like 20 to 1 odds. Like, Take those there, odds. There's a Any day. It's like, there's a narrative there that this could, like, that this could win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm, like, I love Moonlight. I know you love Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I like La La Land. You haven't seen La I haven't La seen it yet. Uh, really sorry about that. But I, I, like I, there are other great films, but like seen, this is like I haven't seen all nine of Oscar the films. I'm still missing Hacksaw Ridge and Lion. But it seems uh, to me that like this film got its milkshake like eaten by Hacksaw Ridge. Thank you, Louis. Yeah, that's leaving Netflix in like two days, so you should watch it. Yeah, it's true. Like that's another period piece. It's another Andrew Garfield movie, and that got like six nominations, right? I can't believe I, I'm, well, we I mean, seen it. We haven't seen it, but I mean, you would think that that's the that's the the, the other one that just like took over silence. I guess you gave Mel Gibson a nom. You gave Andrew Garfield a nom for that. But why give Lion a nom? Like Lion ain't winning shit. Like no, like no offense. I'm sure it's a great film, but like give like throw silence in. Or you have another spot, right? You have ten you spots. Have ten spots, yeah. Like why? I think not they, throw silence. In I there? think they've since they moved from five to like the. The five to ten, they haven't really maxed out. I think they've only done. I think they've. I think they've only actually ever nominated nine. I think it's oh nine really every year. Oh, damn. eight or nine every year. It's never reached ten. I don't think it's ever hit ten. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird. I don't know. If we're gonna have this like big Oscar blowout podcast, which is good. But, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. Um, Look, stay tuned for that. It's just so. It's frustrating. I mean, for in my opinion, I I love this movie. Me too. Like I really really like. It's it. great. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, it should be director. I mean, picture, director. I would give them the actors. At least Garfield. At least Garfield. And maybe throw Driver supporting. Driver. Give it to the (laughs) I would say screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Uh Um, Cinematography. Editing. Like, just anything else, really. Yeah. Short film. Throw that one in there. Animated. Animated. Liam Neeson's face is animated. Yeah. 
sound effects, whatever. But so that's my question: is like, do you or it's not my? Do you think going forward, this is going to be like one of those cases where they just like fucked up? Like, excuse my language. Like, yeah. you're going to look at it and it's going to be. So I was pulling some of these um, old movies, but like. Oh, like films that were well-regarded before. So, yeah, 1958, Vertigo had two nominations. And it wasn't... It was, like, for best editing and for, like, like really below-the-line stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, a case where something that's going to be a movie that's well-regarded in 20 years, just, like, they just whiffed. I think so. I mean, they don't really make too many films about religion anymore. And I think... I mean, I haven't seen that many. I've seen The Passion of the Christ. I haven't seen, like, Jesus Christ Superstar, you know, or anything like that. But they don't really make any serious films. But I think this was probably, like, one of the better ones. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm just being biased, but... I mean, that's that's kind of ironic, though, because Mel Gibson is nominated for Best Director. How is Mel... Yeah. The, the, the he was a pariah. Passion of the Christ. He People hate Mel Gibson. Anti-Semite. Yeah. It's crazy that he's now... I mean... It's, it's know, like beyond the scope of this conversation, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so it's just... It's frustrating that it wouldn't be nominated. I, I just can't... I'm trying to figure out where it went... Where it went wrong. And where in the process where the Academy voters like, nah, you know, I, nah, I I'm good. that... On silence. That he was just working on this... Till the last minute. Till the last minute. And it just... It just, like, really wasn't ready until it was ready... And by the time it was ready, it was, it was too late. Maybe. But Maybe they should have waited. But it's so weird sure. that, that it got any... Like, why give it just one? Yeah, weird, right? Like, why... Even? You, if Like, is that just, like, a courtesy? They're like, oh, you know, I bet it shot really well. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't watch it, but, like... I'm sure it's it right. right. Yeah. So, I was reading a, bit, a little bit about the history of the film, and it was written... I think Scorsese read it in 88, after he directed uh, The Last Temptation... Christ, I think that's what it's called. Mm. Um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. And he acquired the rights like soon after that and they wrote, him and Jay Cox wrote the script in 91. And obviously it took, it was supposed to be released after the film in 1997, Kundun or Kundun. Or something. Oh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce it, but, and it kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. And then recently within the past 10 years, I think, um, Scorsese was actually sued because the, the production company that put up almost a million dollars for the film was told there was an agreement, I guess, between Scorsese and the production company where it was going to be released before after Kundun. And at each film that he made after that, that he was they they were entitled to like one million dollars <laughs> per each film yeah. and twenty percent of like his like earnings. So apparently, seems like a bad deal. <laughs> seems like a bad deal because Casey's made whatever, yeah, five, six, seven films after that. So I guess there was a there was like a settlement after that. So I don't know if that. I mean, I hadn't heard that in the media until I just read it this morning. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if any of that has like some. There's bad blood, or if there's like something hanging over the film. I don't know. It it and it also makes me kind of think like Scorsese kept putting off this film right for whatever reason. I think it's got to be money. Maybe. It could be. You just can't find financing. Yeah. But he kept putting off, putting off, putting off, making these other great films. It kind of hangs over your head, right? If, you, if you've if you wanted to make this film for since 1990, almost 30 years, like that is hanging over your head. Yeah. Um, and hang, it's, uh, it's clearly hanging over a lot of other people's heads too, production companies and whatnot. 
So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I don't think so, but... Like, people were predisposed to not like this movie because it's caused a lot of, like... Like, tension, I guess, in Hollywood. Um, I don't know. I just... It's so weird to me. We're trying to make sense of it. I don't think... Stay tuned for two episodes from now where we deep dive in the Oscars. Yeah. Um, I know we've been here for a while, so how about... We sign off? Well, before we sign off, we got to say what we liked better. Oh, I always forget. Yeah. So Book or movie? Film for show. I'm also taking the film. Yeah. That was kind of a tough read. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get into why that was, but I, yeah. I think um, the way it was written was very... At times, it was confusing. Yeah. Because um, they switched from like third person narration to first person letters, letters written by Father Rodriguez to like third person diary entries from a Dutch trader you know, who like witnessed the aftermath of yeah of Rodriguez's uh, departure from the Catholic so, Church. Yeah, the, the different perspectives were made it harder to read. Yeah, um, and then I think I don't want to say it, it being a translation hurt it for me but it, it seemed at times to be like a little herky-jerky like you couldn't understand fully what they were trying to say like yeah yeah i got that too so but it's 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 still a great story and if you have the chance to read it definitely recommend it definitely recommend the film um you know i'm not i'm not gonna be too upset about it but i'm gonna be upset about it there you go that's a good thing maybe i'll boycott the oscars this year maybe Nah, As we not. sign off, you should start a live stream of yourself, like Shia LaBeouf did, and oh. just, like, protest. Protest? Yeah. I, might, I might march on Washington. There you go. We're close enough. <laughs> might do it. But you no. shouldn't say anything. You should just be quiet. Dude, oh, my God. That'd be such a... Powerful statement. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Genius. Anyway, so what's our next episode? Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Coming soon. Lots of buzz on that film. Yeah, I've seen it. You've seen it? It was... Oh, I guess... Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm sorry to ruin it. It's bad. Is it bad? It's a... It's a film. Yeah, it's a movie. (laughs) It it runs for like two hours, so... Is it? That's that's all you need to know. Okay, that's all. Yeah. That's our next episode, so stay tuned for that. That should be coming up in the next few weeks uh, before the Oscars come out. But yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.